This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. Let's bow our hearts for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we want to appreciate you, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the I am that I am, the everlasting Father, the one that loves us with an everlasting love. What a wonderful Father you are. What a glorious God you are. What stresses us out does not stress you. Uh, What irks us does nothing to you because you are all almighty. Uh, Rather, all you have are solutions even for those things in our lives. Lord, we appreciate you. Thank you for your faithfulness. and Lord, even for those that uh, don't have a good story to tell in the midst of this pandemic, Lord, you are the comforter. You are the God of all comfort. Father, we continue to ask Jehovah that you will comfort them in the name of Jesus. Especially those that have lost loved ones or those that are currently sick and critical conditions. Lord, we ask, O oh God, for your healing hand. The Bible says by your stripes we were healed. By your stripes we were made whole. Lord, we commit them into your hands, O oh God, that you will make them whole. As many as are sick in their bodies at this time, Lord, we send forth your word of healing. The Bible says they sent forth the word and it healed them and delivered them from their own destruction. Daddy, let your word go forth and let it meet the people in in their need at this time in Jesus' name. And Lord, as we look into your word of life, Holy Spirit, reveal Christ to us. Teach us the word in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. This morning, I want to talk about something I have titled, I am with you. I am with you. And if you have the church app, the sermon note is already on the church app. You can follow along on the church app. The church app is uh, RCCG San Antonio. Uh, You can find that on the Google Play Store or Apple App Store. I always forget that one. You know, Apple is not my thing. <laughs> I, I just had to say that. <laughs> you know, so, but today, uh, so I want to talk about what I've titled, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, can somebody say, God is with me? God is with you. God is with me. You know, a friend of mine says something <laughs> to me. And I think it's so true. And that's my opening statement there. Uh, He said to me, he said, we are in Christ, not in crisis. Hallelujah. So there might be crisis all around. There's a pandemic, which is a crisis situation, but we are not in it. The Bible says we are in the world, but we are not of the world. Hallelujah. Amen. So we are in Christ, not in crisis. I've often said this to us as a church, that most of the things in life is a matter of perspective. It depends on how you are seeing things. If you have a biblical worldview 
or a Christocentric view of life, your understanding of this current, current situation will be different from most people's. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 3, verse 24, Romans 3, 24, it said, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. We have been justified freely by his grace. God himself has made preparations for us and he has justified by the grace that is in Christ Jesus through redemption. You know, I, I, I like that word. You know, many of us will say we, 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 uh, we say we are the redeemed of the Lord. Not so. Uh, we say Christ is our redeemer. The work of Christ is a redemptive work. You know, and there's so many words that we throw around that we really don't give a thought. So what I thought to do is, so what does it mean to be redeemed? What is redeemed? You know, like the name of our church, the redeemed Christian Church of God. What, is, what, what, what does it mean to redeem something? I have two definitions for you there. It says to fulfill or carry out a pledge or promise. So right now, we're doing the building fund. I made a pledge, right? And I'm redeeming it every month. So every month, I redeem my solid rock building project pledge. To redeem means to fulfill a pledge or to fulfill a promise. Hallelujah. If you are in Christ, Christ has redeemed us and Christ will deliver on all of his promises for our lives. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that by his stripes we are healed, by his stripes we are made whole. Hallelujah. So if that is true and Christ is the redeemer, he will keep his word. He will deliver you. He will deliver me. He's a faithful God. And it's important that we remember that. Number two definition, it means to gain or regain possession of something for payment. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 2, Romans 8 verse 2, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made us free from the law of sin and death. How did he do that? He gave his life for us. The wages of sin is death. He died. He died a physical death. Not uh, 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 an allegory. No, 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 no. He died a real death to pay for your sin and to pay for my sin. This is what our confidence is in. Is in. Amen. So regardless of what is said, what is being put out there, one thing that I know is that Christ has redeemed me. And Christ has saved me from the curse of the law. And because I belong to him, the power that is in Christ Jesus has freed me from the power of sin that leads to death. So I know that I'm in Christ Jesus. And that's the confidence that I have through all of this. That many things are happening. And what I just want to remind you this morning is to remember who you are. In Christ Jesus. That is where true hope is. That is where true confidence is. Remember who you are in Christ Jesus. The news media, they have stoked a lot of fear and, uh, and panic amongst people. Right? And it doesn't help that they don't like the president. 
You know, so everything, so they make it seem like the Amegadon is, is right here. It's going to happen tomorrow. Why? Because our government is inept. My confidence is not in the government. My confidence is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter how the truth is spinned. It doesn't matter how it is said. It doesn't matter how it is designed. What I know beyond everything else is that I'm in Christ. And the Bible says if any man be in Christ is a new creature. Amen. All things have passed away. All things have become brand new. Hallelujah. The Bible says, I shall not die, but I will live to declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I praise the Lord. You know, so one thing I want you to know, I've said this a lot of times, and I don't want anybody to be scared. I'm not dying. I'm not dying. I will live. I will not die. But the truth is, the enemy has scared so many with death. If you are living right, why are you afraid of death? You just see Jesus soon. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not worried. I'm not, oh, oh my God. Well, maybe because of my children, I know they're going to miss me. My wife is going to miss me. The church is going to miss me. But I will not die. I will live. He said, with long life will I satisfy you. You need to clear that in your mind so that the enemy does not continue to oppress you with the fear of death. The Bible says Jesus, when he died, he took the keys of death from the enemy. He said, oh, death, where is your sting? First Corinthians chapter 15. Hallelujah. Our confidence is in who we are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I know and I acknowledge that, uh, you know, this COVID-19 pandemic has ravaged many lives. Many lives have been lost. And every life that is lost is sad. As a matter of fact, I've not really said this uh, to uh, a lot of people. I was supposed to go to UK in June because my cousin's daughter was getting married. That my cousin that I was going to go uh, witness her daughter's wedding passed on from COVID. But listen, she is a believer. I know my cousin is in a good place. I know she's in a good place. So it's not like, oh, we are being reckless. We are not considering. No, 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 no. We have to continue to live our lives regardless. Regardless, we have to continue living our lives. Countries, economies are devastated. I know you, some of you will have had this. J.C. Penny is filing for bankruptcy protection. Nema Marcos is filing for bankruptcy protection. So the effect is real. It's real. It would be foolish to say it's nothing. It's not nothing. It's something. But where, where do you stand? Where do I stand is the key question. And, I, you know, I remember when all of this just started. You go to the store, grocery store, you see very long queues, a lot of people, right? A lot of people, you know? You have to wait in line to get into the store. And everything there was shortage of almost all the basic necessities. Toilet paper was out of stock, of all things. Toilet paper. Egg was being rationed. Water was being rationed. Chicken was being rationed. It's just insane. 
is insane. Why? Because we created an artificial scarcity because everybody's in panic. Everybody's in panic. People are buying so much that they don't even need. Why? Because they are afraid. That's the spirit of fear. And God has not given us the spirit of fear. Let me give you a brief fact, statistics fact, truth. Many people did not know about swine flu pandemic until this pandemic. A lot of people, even up to now, don't know about the Hong Kong flu. <laughs> Amen? But because of this pandemic, we now know all of it. Do you, do you know that 20 to 30 million people died of the swine flu in 1918? 500 million people or more were said to be affected. Imagine the population of the world at that time. It is said that it was a third of the world population that was infected. What am I saying to you this morning? This pandemic cannot last forever. Amen. There is an expiration date on every problem. So the question is, how do you choose to live your life? Do you choose to live in the confident belief in your hope in Christ? Or hey, they have said, have fought him. Hey. are you living your life? What is controlling your decisions? What guides you? What directs your life? This we are all familiar with, the HIV. Do you know since the HIV, 32 million people have died of HIV? Are you afraid that <laughs> I'm going to catch HIV? No. You know what to do not to catch HIV. If you, you stay chaste as somebody that is not married, you, you keep yourself, no fornication, you are married, no adultery, you will not get it. I praise the Lord. Now that we have some ideas of how to protect ourselves, then begin to live. Begin to live your life. Maintain social distancing, which is what we're doing in church right now. Four feet between rows, you know. We cannot be holed up just afraid. <laughs> if we go now, ah, like, ah, I'm going to catch it. What are you catching for heaven's sake? Maintain the guidelines that have been given us. And let's trust in the God of our salvation. Can somebody shout a good Hallelujah. You know, there are many people in the Bible that had their COVID-19-like situations. Moses, Joseph, <laughs> amen, David. They had their own situation. They had all kinds of things that they went through that you can liken to a situation like this. Difficult situation, impossible situation. Nehemiah Nehemiah had this COVID-like situation when he decided to go and rebuild the wall of Jericho. The Bible tells us that the people, the morale was low if there was any morale at all. They were hopeless. They felt defeated. They felt that they, were, they didn't have any control. They were under subjugation by the king. Even though the king said they were free, they, they didn't feel free. You know why? Their mind was messed up until Nehemiah came along and he said to them, look, guys, we have to trust in the God of our salvation. 
The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15, Isaiah 30, verse 15, how must we respond in a time like this, in a time of COVID? How must we, as children of God, how must we respond? The Bible says this is what the sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says. Only in returning to me and resting in me will you be saved. Amen? It says, only when you come back to me and you, you rest in God. He said, that is how you're going to be saved. In quietness and confidence is your strength. In quietness and confidence. Confidence in what? Confidence in God. He said, but you would have none of it. He was rebuking them. But he's telling them, this is what God is saying to you. Return to him. Return to fellowship. Return to, uh, to communion with God. You know, use this time well. It's a good opportunity for you to bond with your family. Read the Bible like you have never read it before because you don't have those distractions that you have had before. Hallelujah. Nehemiah said in Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 20, he said, I replied, he replied the naysayers. He replied the people that were mocking him. He replied the people that were telling him that God was not enough for him. He replied them, said, the God of heaven will help us succeed. I want Salvation Center to say the God of heaven will help us succeed as we reopen in the name of Jesus. He said, the God of heaven will help us succeed. We as servants will start rebuilding this world. We will reopen. But you have no share, no legal right, no historic claim in Jerusalem. Hallelujah. The other week, we, we, we read in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 10, I think two weeks ago. It says, look, wisdom is what will help us succeed. Unfortunately, people quote that scripture when they want an out. Uh, you know, wisdom is profitable to direct. That's when people are really afraid. <laughs> so, uh, let us apply wisdom. Let us apply fear is what they are really saying. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. So, let's, let's read the text for today very quickly. I just have five points and we'll be done uh, with it today. Genesis chapter 28. And I'm going to read from 10 to 16. Meanwhile, Jacob left Beersheba and traveled toward Haran. At sundown, he arrived at a good place to set up camp and stopped there for the night. Jacob found a stone to rest his head against and lay down to sleep. As he slept, he dreamt. He dreamed of a stairway that reached from the earth up to the heaven. And he saw the angels of God going up and down the stairway. At the top of the stairway, verse 13, stood the Lord and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather Abraham and the God of your father Isaac. The ground you are lying on belongs to you. I am giving it to you and your descendants. Your descendants will be num as numerous as the dust of the earth. They will spread out all in all directions, to the west and the east, 
to the north and to the south. And all the families of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. Listen to verse 15. Applies very succinctly and directly to us. Say, what's more? I am with you. And I will protect you wherever you go. One day, I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you. That's the promise of God to you. I will not leave you until I have, listen to this, finished giving you everything. <laughs> God is saying, I will not let up until I have done everything I promised to you. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Listen, if the back end to this story is very simple. So Jacob had stolen his brother's birthright and is running away because the brother was trying to kill him. You know, he was as guilty as the definition of the word guilty. And God knew what he had done. Isn't God a merciful God? I thank God that God is not man. You know, in fact, I thank God that I am not God. <laughs> I praise the Lord. Thank God God is not man. God knew exactly what Jacob had done, and God is still making all these promises to him in spite of it. You know, I've had people say all kinds of things. Oh, this is God's judgment. Okay, so God judged the world in 1918. 30 million people died. 1968, Hong Kong flu. One to four million people around the globe died. HIV, 32 million dead. You think that God just takes pleasure in killing people? Amen. God knew, jo knew Jacob, knew exactly what he had done, and knew why he was running away. And in spite of that, God is saying, my promise to you is still sure. What I said concerning you, I will still do it. Amen. All I want you to do is I want you to be focused. I want you to remember. I want you to remember and stay in the narrow path. Hallelujah. He said, I, I am with you. Yes, you are running from your brother. And at this time, you, you believe that I probably have left you and I have forgotten my promises to you. God said, no, it has nothing to do with the promise. The promise I have for you is still sure. Hallelujah. One of the things you need to understand is the promises of God, they are yea and amen. When the Bible says the gifts and callings of God, they are without repentance. Amen. But the fact that you are doing well in life, whether financially, health-wise, whatever it is, the fact that you are doing well does not mean God is with you. Amen? You cannot define, that's not the definition of God's presence. The wealthiest people in the world today don't even know Jesus. Amen? In fact, uh, it was Warren Buffett that said during this crisis, he said, why pe poor people are stocking up and buying toilet paper, rich people are buying stocks. So all the money they will have wasted stocking up on toilet paper, they were using it to buy stocks. Amen? So the fact that you are thriving, you have money, you are healthy, you are all of this, is not a direct, 
equation that God is with you. The one thing you can take to the bank is there will be no sinner in heaven. Amen? There will be no sinner in heaven. And that's the ultimate price for everybody. Hallelujah. So this morning, as we make progress, and I'm going to wrap this up very quickly. If I can't finish, we'll continue next week. Uh, in the sermon today, what I want us to do is, because, listen to me, listen close to this. Everybody, you ha- do I have your attention? I have your attention. What you know is what is going to get through your crisis. Amen? If you don't have the right kind of information, you will stay long in that problem. Amen? And the fact that you don't know does not mean it doesn't exist. When you read that story, at the end of it, in verse 16, the Bible says, when Jacob woke up from his room, he said, God was here and I did not know it. Did he change the fact that God was there? No. So the fact that you don't know does not change anything. Your knowledge of the fact is not what validates the fact. The truth is the truth whether you know it or you deny it. God does not need your validation. He's God all by himself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen to this. I want us to level set on knowledge today. Because if all you know is what CNN, MSNBC, and all those news channels are telling you, if that's all you know, You are not in a good place, I'm sorry. I love you, I love you, but you are not in a good place. So, here's what I want you to know today and I want you to remember. I preached a sermon a while back that I called, What Do You Know? Amen. Here's a few things, five things I want you to know. Number one, number one, I want you to remember your confident hope in Christ Jesus. First John chapter 5 from 13 to 15, listen to this. 1 John chapter 5, 13 to 15. He said, I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know you have eternal life. And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. Verse 15. And since we know he hears us when, he, when we make our request, we also know that it will give us what we ask for. Be confident in this, that because I'm in Christ Jesus, because I'm connected to him, as the scripture has said, he said, because we that have believed in the name of the Son of God, we know we have eternal life. And we know that whatever we ask, he will give to us. So if you are troubled, ask for peace. Say, Lord, Give me peace in this situation. Don't perpetuate what is disturbing you. You know, if, if you keep feeding on the same stuff that is making your stomach sick, guess what? You will get sicker and sicker. Hallelujah. So you need to purge yourself. Say, what do you know? Remember your confident hope in Christ Jesus. He said, we know. We know. We know. We know that because we believe in him, we have eternal life. And because we have eternal life, we know that whatever we ask him, he will grant to us. Number two, very quickly, remember God is with you. 
I am with you. Isn't that what he said to uh, uh, Jacob? He said, I'm with you. I will protect you. That promise is not just for Jacob. It is also for me. Hallelujah. Amen. It is also for me. The Bible says when Jesus hung on the cross, Galatians chapter 3, he said, by that he connected us with Abraham's blessings. He took us all the way back and every blessing we are connected to it. Hallelujah. Amen. Say, I am with you. He said it is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, I am with you. He said to Joseph, uh, to Jacob, I am with you. God is with you. He is not a man that he will lie. Neither the son of man that will repent of what he has said. If he has said he will do it, that is exactly what he's going to do. Numbers 23, 19. Listen. In Deuteronomy 31, Deuteronomy 31, verse 6 and verse 8, he says, so be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them. Don't panic before COVID. For the Lord your God will personally, somebody say personally. He said, the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. This is what you must know. That God is for me. Hallelujah. God is with me. He will never leave me. Isn't that what he said? He said, I will not fail you. I will not abandon you. I will go ahead of you. Personally, I will go ahead of you. Verse 8 says pretty much the same thing. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Let me ask you something. God told Jacob, said, this place where you're lying down belongs to you. When he woke up, did it belong to him? Technically, but he didn't own it yet. It took a process of time. After that promise, he still went through the house of Laban. Worked seven years for Rachel. They gave him Leah. Worked another seven years before he finally got Rachel. So at least 14 years, he still did not own that thing. Does that mean it doesn't belong to him? God has spoken. He won't take it back. Hallelujah. He has spoken concerning you and he's not going to take it back. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5. Hebrews 13 verse 5. He said, don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, listen to this. I will never, this is God. I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. The old King James says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. COVID or no COVID, COVID cannot change the word of God. Hallelujah. COVID cannot, COVID-19 cannot change the word of God. That is why we, are, we in Salvation Center, we're standing firm on the word of God. And we are moving ahead. We're going to have fellowship. We're going to be careful. We're going to do all that we know to do, but we're going to forge ahead. The enemy will not hold us back. Fear will not hold us back. I don't want to touch anybody. Oh, come off it already. Come on. Come on, people. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. (laughs) Number three. Number one. Number one, he said, your confidence. Remember your confident hope in Christ. Number two. I am with you. That's what God said. Number three, 
God is for you. God is for me. Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 9. Ezekiel 36 verse 9. He said, for indeed I am for you. <laughs> That's the old King James translation. He said, indeed, this is the almighty God speaking. He said, for indeed I am for you. God is for, if God be for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. Enough of all the, don't, don't let me even say it. I'm upset in my spirit. Because Christians, we have now subjugated ourselves to the world. Instead of us giving the world assurance and hope and confidence. As they are saying it, we are following the. Well, be careful. We have taken every guideline that the government has stipulated. We are following. Yes, sir. Is that not true? Hey, Dr. Bode did the training last Sunday. We have taken every precaution. There is nothing. nothing. The Bible says, haven't done all to stand. What? Stand therefore. If you have done everything to stand, stand. 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 Stand in your confident hope. In Christ Jesus. He said, for indeed I am for you. I will turn to you and you will be tilled and sown. God is on your side. God is on your side. God is not against you. God is not against me. He is, uh, is for you and is for me. Ephesians 3, 17 to 20. When you get home, read it. When you get home, read it. You know, But verse 20 is... A very important. He said, now all glory be to God who is able through his mighty power that is at work within us. So there is a power that is at work in me that is mighty. He said, through his mighty power that is at work within us to, uh, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. God is for me. God is for me. God is for me. God is for you. Hallelujah. Number, number four. I'm going to wrap up now. Number four. God cannot lie. God cannot lie. You know the text. Uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 6 verse 18. It said, by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, that we might have strong consolation. God cannot lie. Colossians 2, 120. Colossians 2. Uh, Colossians 2. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. He said, for all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ. With what? A resounding yes and through Christ. Amen. Which means yes. And he ascends to God in glory. Friends, don't let anything petrify you. Stand in your confident hope in Christ Jesus. Because God is for you. And God is for me. I'm going to jump real quick. Number five very quickly. I want you to know. All will be well. Uh, all will be well. All will be well. I still remember very clearly. When the HIV thing was going on. You know. Oh, People are dying. Ah, and then we say, oh, it's, for, it's, it's against the homosexuals. It's, uh, God is fighting the homosexuals. 32 million people dead now. 
if they talk about HIV AIDS now, it's like ancient story. Do you understand what I'm saying? These two shall pass. <laughs> These two shall pass. These two shall pass. In the name of Jesus, all will be well. All will be well. Romans 8 verse 28. Romans 8 verse 28. He said, we know. What do you know? <laughs> he said, we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those that love God and are called according to his purpose for them. We know. We know. That's what we know. That is what we know. Not just what uh, CNN is talking about. Oh, there's a spike here. There's a spike there. There's this, there's that. We will have to continue to live our life. Spike or no spike. And we continue to pray for those that are affected. It will not come near you. It will not come near your dwelling. In the name of Jesus. God will keep you. Take precautions. They have given us guidelines. Don't ignore the guidelines. That would be very foolish. Listen to me. Rejoice in the hope that you have in Christ Jesus. Be cautious. But live your life. Seize the moment. Do you know because of this pandemic, some people have prospered like they have never imagined before. Businesses that were already going under suddenly came back to the surface. Why? Because some doors closed and opened some other doors for some other people. AMC, the movie theater, is going under. Amazon is buying them up. You know, there are winners and losers in every crisis. Why don't you look within yourself and say, Lord, what would you have me do instead of complaining? What would you have me do? There is a solution in you that can turn your life around. There is a solution in me that can turn my life around and turn the world around. Please rise to your feet. Rise to your feet. I'm out of time but not out of message. I wanted to talk to the Lord this afternoon. Say, Lord, I thank you. Thank you for loving me so much. Thank you for caring for me so much. Lord, today I bring to remembrance my confident hope in you. I thank you for you are with me and you are for me. You are my God and you have promised me that all will be well. He said to Jacob, he said, I am with you and I will protect you. I will protect you. God will protect you. God will protect me in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We give you praise and we give you glory. We worship, we adore you. We magnify you, King of glory. We magnify you, everlasting Father. Honor, glory, dominion, and power be unto you, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, blessed Redeemer. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. If you are watching online today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to invite you, accept Jesus. Turn your life over to him. Everything that has been said is based on the knowledge of Christ. It's based on being in Christ. And what does it mean to be saved? Acknowledge that he came in the flesh. He died. On the third day, he rose. And why did he die? He died for my sins. And he died for your sin. Accept that you're a sinner. And accept the sacrifice that Christ has made on your behalf and on my behalf. Father, in the name of Jesus, uh, as many as are hungry for you, and I say, Lord, come into my heart. Come in today and come in to stay. Lord, your word says you will never turn away anyone that calls upon you. Lord, your children are asking 
that you will come and reign in their hearts. That they touch them in the name of Jesus. Jehovah, meet with them and change their heart. Be Lord and Savior in their lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.